With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Prep Report, presented by Grant Signs and Linux of Madison on the Big 1070, 1070 AM at 100.9 FM. It's the latest on area high school sports. Miss a show? Find the Prep Report on iHeartRadio. Burkett's going to push forward, and he is into the end zone. Touchdown, Middleton. In trouble. Hit as he throws, and it is intercepted by the Spartans. Here's Jimmy Cuska. All right, welcome into the first edition of the Prep Report for the 2017-18 season. I'm Jimmy Cuska, and happy to be here on the Big Ten 70 on the Prep Report presented by Linux of Madison and Grant Signs. What this show does every week, we take a look at our Madison Taxi High School Game of the Week. We take a look at some of the games in the area. We hear from a member of Wisports.net, and during football season, that will be Travis Wilson once we get to hoops. Mark Miller, Norbert Durst of Wisports.net will join me. And then in the final segment, we spotlight an area program coach, player, or somebody in high school athletics doing some awesome things. Again, I am Jimmy Cuska, and we will get right to it. And we will start with our Madison Taxi Game of the Week. It's a rematch of Week 1 of 2016 when Middleton defeated Memorial 31-3 in a lightning-shortened game. Middleton running all over the shorthanded Spartans. Now, this year's game should be a lot different because Madison Memorial comes in with a lot of younger players who have made the jump to varsity a lot of younger players last year and now this year those players getting a chance to shine in fact on JV and varsity last year Memorial lost one game uh, between the levels uh, going three and six in varsity play last year whereas Middleton finished the season seven and two and then made a playoff push but uh, it is a big matchup in week number one. We'll talk about Middleton in just a second. But first, we'll start with Madison Memorial and Coach Adam Smith. And first of all, Coach, thank you for joining me. And you know, last year, 3-6, and six, he had a lot of close losses. Did you learn anything from some of those close games? Absolutely. There's things that we have to you know, be better at. Um, we have to be better at you know, coaching and putting kids in situations to be successful. And um, one thing that really sticks out also is is the way that we uh, took care of the ball. We didn't take care of the ball, you know, very good last year. Um, you look at the games that we won, we took care of the football. Um, the games that we lost, we did not take care of the football, and they were still close. So I think those are encouraging signs that if we can um, do a better job coaching and putting kids in, in positions to be successful and, and take care of the football, then we're going to be in a lot of games and have a good chance of, of coming out on top of those. Coach, when you look at your games last year, I mean, a lot of close games, do you attribute some of the turnovers and some of the close games just by virtue of having such a young team? We didn't coach very well last year, and, uh, you know, and, um, you know, so those are things that we have worked very hard to, um, to, to be better at. And uh, I think so far, um, those things are, are, are coming out and the way we're practicing and the, and the excitement that the kids are coming out with and uh, the way that we're executing in practice and, um, communicating as a staff and so uh, things are so far so good and uh, again it's one of the exciting things that 
uh, you know, about the beginning of this year is we are, uh, we've come together quite well, and we're looking to continue to build on those things. Coach Smith, can you tell me a little bit about your quarterback, Michael Toman? Uh, he's coming back this year to start as a senior and in a conference. Uh, he, he's listed as uh, one of the quarterbacks to watch by Wisports.net. Um, again, uh, Middleton and Memorial both have some pretty good quarterbacks. So tell me a little bit about Michael Toman and what he means to the program. Well, Michael has done uh, a great deal in working on his on his leadership and, and taking advantage of opportunities that he's had. He's, he's worked extremely hard. During the you know winter, spring, and summer seasons, um, these past couple of years to put himself in the position that he's in, um, I've I've coached Michael since fourth grade, and uh, so I've known Michael for a long time, and this is something that he's always wanted. His older brother was a quarterback and a, and a pretty good one at Memorial, and and went on to play at the college level, and uh, this is something that he's always he's always wanted, and he's worked very hard to put himself in this position. He's gone to a lot of camps. Um, and he's 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 listening to coaching. Um, he's got a a great coach in, in Chris Sinetti who has experience uh, with quarterbacks and and success at you know a couple of state titles underneath his belt as an offensive coordinator. So um, he's got some good guys behind him pushing him as well. And uh, like I said before, iron sharpens iron, and, and he knows that if he lets up for a second, that um, you know these guys are gonna they're hungry. So he's doing what he needs to do to to uh, you know, to help run this offense and help run this team. And, you know, he wants the best for not only himself, but for the guys around him as well. So this is his final season, you know, at, at high school level, and, and he's, he's he's worked, you know, very hard to put himself in a position that we're going to go out and, um, you know, be poised and protect the football, uh, make plays when we can, and um, understand that you know, it's a team concept. So uh, he's, doing, he's done a great job last uh you know, a couple of years, and, and we're looking forward to seeing how much he grows this year. Coach Smith, thank you for your time, and good luck against Middleton this Friday night. Looking forward to calling the game. I appreciate it starting up. Thanks, Coach. Now we switch gears and go over to Middleton, where we talk now to Tim Simon, the coach of the Middleton Cardinals. And, Coach, uh, give us a little bit of an idea of what's in store for the Middleton Cardinals this year. Well, you know, we, we typically have a lot of, you know, graduate, a lot of starters. Uh, we don't plan on starting seniors or juniors we start whoever is you know the best for the position but obviously seniors have one more year of, of football under their belt so we tend to be a more of a senior dominated school uh so we don't have a lot of kids coming back on defense but shane bick is one of our linebackers jimmy frusciani another one of our linebackers cole rakesdale defensive back those are probably the three guys that come back with some experience that we hope to lead our defense Coach, how about on the offensive side of the ball? You bring back a great quarterback in Davis Rocky. He didn't start the season uh, as the starting quarterback, but he grew into the starter's role as the season went along. Yeah, uh, Davis Rocky started the last uh, half of the season for us, and you know he's you know good sized kid, and you know reads defenses very well, very smart, very heady kid. Uh, we got two running backs, James Papp and Dan Huff. We saw a lot of time last year. Um, and uh, you know, got to pretty much replaced our offensive line with that. You know, always the toughest, I think, toughest task for any coach at the high school level is, is, you know, finding the offensive line and building that. Coach, we've heard a lot about the injuries at Middleton, especially along the offensive line. Jarrett Horst, who is your projected uh, lone returning starter, suffered an injury. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, Jarrett Horst, our left tackle, he's our, our sole returning uh, starter from the offensive line from last year, has he has sustained what's called the Jones fracture, which I'm familiar with just, you know, from other uh, injuries that, kids have had over the years it's uh the fifth metatarsal it's one of those 
kind of a freak, I don't want to say freak injury because it happens, but there's, it was, there's no contact involved. We were actually just kind of going through plays about half speed, and it's just one of those weird bones that uh, doesn't get a lot of blood flow. Uh, people have, have broken Jones fractures just by running or walking or even dancing, so it's just one of those kind of freak things that happens. So, uh, you know, he'll be out at least the first half of the season, and then we'll kind of see where it goes from there. Uh, Coach Simon from Middleton joining us right here on the Prep Report, presented by Linux of Madison and Grand Science. Coach, uh, the Big 8 seems really predicated on defense. If you don't have a good defense, it's going to be really hard to contend. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I would think so. You know, when I, when I look at our conference and talk to coaches in other conferences or coaches who are now in the Big 8 but used to be in other conferences, I think what a couple of things that set our conference aside. First is, you know, we're, we're in conference. We have no non-conference games. And puts you in a little bit of a disadvantage. You don't get the chance to work out, you know, the kinks in the non-conference game. Certainly those games are important, but they don't count for playoffs, seeding, things of that nature. So, you know, we start out, for example, Madison Memorial right out of the gate week one um, in the conference championships on the line. They're a very good football team this year, and I think everybody is expecting them to be good. So I think the fact that you have no non-conference games sets us aside. The other thing, I talked to new coaches who were in other conferences and now in our conference, some of the teams that might be considered maybe down teams or not always in the top half of the conference, every single one of them has some really dangerous athletes. So, you know, that, that's the other thing is every team has two or three kids that just they have the speed, the skill that a lot of uh, smaller schools don't have. Coach Simon, thanks for your time and looking forward to calling the game here in Middleton this Friday night. Sounds good. Thanks, Jimmy. All right, well, it's time to welcome in uh, my new broadcast partner for high school football broadcasts this year, and that is, well, they keep doing this to me. They keep bringing in these Hall of Fame coaches. I don't have Hall of Fame next to my name, but Mike Stassi, the former coach at Monona Grove, will be joining us this year. Mike, uh, thank you for, for joining me here real quick, and, uh, you know, uh, it, it, this should be fun. We should have a lot of fun this year doing the broadcast together. Well, thank you, Jimmy. I really appreciate you bringing me aboard. Uh, one thing I'd like to do real quickly, though, is to thank uh, Navi Kelleher for all the help and advice and uh, the great job he's done over the past 20 years broadcasting uh, high school football games. He's a super coach and a better person, and I just want to throw a shout-out and tell him I love him. He's a great man. Yeah, Navi had to put up with all my bad jokes. That's your role now, <laughs> Coach. <laughs> right. No, he's, 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 an, he's a quality class individual. Yeah, Nobby's fantastic. Hopefully, get a chance to talk to him here later in the show. Uh, for, you know, while I got you here, uh, we're both uh, deep in preparation for the game Friday between Middleton mm-hmm. and Memorial. So, uh, you know, we're, we're still kind of uh, halfway through the week, and we're getting to Friday. But uh, mm-hmm. what do you see in this matchup Friday night? Well, it's it's an interesting matchup. You got two very good football programs in Memorial and Middleton. And two years ago, Memorial won, and last year, of course, Middleton won. And so it's a little bit back and forth. And I see it as a, as a really good football game. I think uh, Memorial wants to throw the ball a little bit, maybe go 50-50. And Middleton's got some big backs. And uh, uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup. I, I really can't wait. Uh, Memorial last year played a little bit shorthanded for part of the year. and mm-hmm. I think It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The record was a bit misleading. A really good football team a year ago. Uh, Middleton is having some injuries, though, here in mm-hmm. camp, and they're coming in a little banged up to start the season. So I, I think that when you look, if you're looking just at paper and looking at the records, it could be deceiving. This should be a fantastic matchup. I agree. Well, yeah, I, I, I think it will be, and we'll find out the depth of each program. But injuries are going to happen. They happen to everyone at any time. So uh, you got two quality coaches. Uh, so, yeah, let's, let's, let's wait until Friday. Yeah, we'll get through it all Friday night. The Madison Taxi Game of the Week is Madison Memorial against Middleton in Middleton. And, Mike, uh, you and I will be calling that game. It'll be your, your first dip into the waters here for the season. <laughs> and, again, uh, thanks for joining me here real quick and looking forward to talking to you here in a couple of nights. Thank you, Jimmy. All right, Mike Stassi right there. And when we return, we'll take a look at some of the other games going on in the area. You are listening to the Prep Report, powered by Linux of Madison at Grand Signs. Time now for the Genesis Painting Coach's Corner on the Prep Report. And the Genesis Painting Coach's Corner is brought to you by Genesis Painting. They color your world, your home, and your office. GenesisPainting.com. The Big Eight. We start with Madison East, and Jeremy Thornton takes over as the head coach. Coach, first of all, thank you for joining me. Uh, you know, taking the job, I mean, was it a difficult decision? I mean, uh, that's, that's the simplest answer I'll be able to give anybody. I mean, I'm a former alum. And it's been a dream of mine since I left high school um, in 2004. So it's, it was an obvious um, opportunity that I was going to take advantage of um, and one that I am definitely feel very blessed to take a part of. Is your goal to return the Pergolders to the glory they had back when you were playing? Most definitely. Uh, the type of student athlete that we have on the east side of town one that's very uh, hardworking, uh, gritty, disciplined, and uh, very eager to win. It's just they need to be shown um, ways that they can improve their play on the field and basically given that leadership um, that they'll, they'll need to be successful at the high school level. Coach, what's it going to be like to coach at Bree Stevens? Feel a lot of history there. I mean, I've never had the opportunity to play in that, uh, that stadium in high school. You know, we always played at uh, Loser Stadium behind La Follette. So for me, it's a strategic advantage, you know, um, for any insider. We're right on East Washington. The, the lights are bright on Friday nights. And it's definitely going to draw in a lot of fans um, who normally don't uh, go to games all the way on the far east side of town uh, where the fall is located. So for me, it's, it's an awesome opportunity and one that will help me build uh, the east side brand. Coach Thornton from Madison East, thanks for your time. We move now over to Sun Prairie and Coach Brian Kaminsky. Thanks, Coach, for joining me here. Does losing to La Follette in the first round of the playoffs motivate you at all going into this season? Without a doubt. You know, it's a new year, uh, but that loss uh, kind of stays a little bit in the offseason with a great regular season going 8-1, tying for the conference championship, and then the early exit of the playoffs always kind of drives you in the offseason. you got to get uh, credit to the fall for what they're able to accomplish. But it's a new year this year, and we're, we're as hungry as ever, and we're excited to get this thing rolling. Yeah, knowing all that, you win the conference last year, so uh, what are your goals for this year? You know, our goals are always, uh, we kind of started out that we want to make playoffs, get five wins as fast as we can. In our league, that's what it takes to for sure be in the playoffs. And hopefully at that time, evaluate where we're at for a conference championship and then make a run at the state championship. You know, we got some good players back, but that, that's not to say that uh, they can't get better as well. And it also means we've got to continue to find that depth and continue to find those other 
players to step in and fill some roles that are needed as well. Seems like the Big 8 is full of top quarterbacks, offensive line. I mean, what, what are you expecting this year in the league? It looks pretty competitive. You know, I think it's going to be tough from uh, top to bottom without a doubt. Uh, you know, Middleton, Broder are always up there. You get LaFollow, who always plays us very physical. You have Memorial with a bunch of skilled kids and East as a new coach and, and so is James McCraig. So trying to figure out what they're going to do. And, and uh, Coach Weddick's done a great job down at Beloit as far as getting that football team better and, and doing some different things. So, uh, you know, we expect it to be tough uh, each week and it's just going to be go ahead and go and see who the last man standing is. All right. Thanks, Coach Kaminsky. That's the Big 8. The Badger. All right. First up in the North, had a chance to talk to DeForest Coach Mike Minnick, and you can find the full interview. I talked to him earlier in the week. You can find it at the Big1070.com as part of our prep report audio features. I did ask him about what his team looked like this year. Every year brings a new excitement, a new, a new challenge. And uh, right now we're just kind of seeing where things fit together. And as far as the Badger Conference, I asked him about what adding an eighth team does to affect the overall balance and the kind of the projection of the Badger North. It certainly makes it more challenging, uh, very competitive. And, uh, you know, every week's going to be, be uh, like I said, very competitive and challenging. Same thing going to the Badger South. I had a chance to talk to Stoughton coach Dan Prawl, and you can again find this full interview at the Big1070.com. Stoughton is bringing a ton back this year, and I asked him if that's what makes them a contender. We as a staff, we are super excited about the depth and um, the returning experience we have. Um, you know, the guys last year set the bar, made the playoffs, and, and this year our seniors are pushing for more, um, and it's, it's very doable. And Coach Prawl, what are your goals for this season? I know the playoffs are definitely one of them, but what are some of your team goals for the Vikings? I think that's everyone's everyone's goal is to make the playoffs. But one thing I've, I'm super proud about so far with our senior class is is their mindset is set on winning a conference championship, and and they know that gets done one game at a time. And I know how cliche that is to say, but you know these guys are buying in to the new culture and they're buying into the one and all. And, and it's one rep, one game at a time. Watertown's high-flying passing attack comes to the Badger South, makes it an eight-team league, four wins needed to make the playoffs. So how do you feel about that addition? I think it's great. You know, we we don't shy away from competition, and that's part of the, the culture we're setting here is we want to embrace it. You know, we want to take on these powerhouse teams, and Watertown has a good tradition of football. Um, yeah, their their quarterback and receiver led this state in passing and receiving, and you know our DBs are are excited to take on that challenge, and and that's that's again it's another reason why you know we're excited about this year the type of kids we have that embrace competition and they don't run from it. In the Badger South, Monona Grove went all the way to state, although they did lose to Brookfield East in the state title game, 42-36. But it's a new year, and Coach Brandon Beckwith joins me here to talk about the Silver Eagles. Coach, you lose a lot of players from last year, a lot of senior leaders, especially along the lines and on defense. Is that a concern going into the year for you? It was an area of concern uh, early in the year is is because we knew we had um, some guys, that um, some good talent that, that we, we had coming up in as juniors and, and seniors to be that hadn't had any experience so it's it's kind of a situation where it, uh, you, you still are waiting to, to to see you know who steps up this year as as guys that um, replace all those guys from last year um, you know you always know that the guys like a, a quarterback and running back and you know a couple wide receivers 
you know, they're, they're pretty proven, but we got some talent. It's just unproven, so it's yet to be seen, and we look forward to Friday night because I guess that's that's when you see it happen. A lot of people uh, looking forward to seeing Alec Ogden, Jackson Thompson, uh, the receivers you mentioned coming back. Uh, just what can you say about them and the, the important leadership roles they'll have to take on this year? Yeah, you know, Alec Ogden and Jackson Thompson, they're two of our captains, and, and um, you know, they're, they're called on to, you know, we had a meeting the other day to, you know, to not only make sure that that their game stays stays high and and but also uh, bring up those around them and, and in a situation where guys are improving, it, it's about you know teaching guys by example and, and and actually verbally about how to compete on a Friday night. You know that's that's the biggest step. It's not practice anymore. It's it's you know you have to compete at the highest level and uh, and and making sure everybody around them competes as well because you can't do it by themselves so um, that's that's the biggest challenge but um, they've definitely accepted the challenge does making it to the state title game uh, just just having that experience and knowing what it takes to get there um, and then maybe even the loss in the title game does that motivate you does that help you does it is there anything uh, with last year that that helps you into this year yeah you know you know back in 2013 when we won the state championship and then you know that that you could tell helped you know our team last year because you know guys see that that it it is a reality it's you know it's 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 a it's a very big accomplishment to get to camp randall and and, and it takes a lot of hard work and and um being some very good programs but it always keeps it at the forefront that it is a reality and that if you put the time in and and you you Keep doing the little things every day, um, and you grind it out. That you know there is an opportunity at the end of the tunnel that that is right in front of you. And for anybody, that that's the case. So it, it keeps things at the forefront. Our expectations are always high, and and um, guys know what it takes now. All right, thanks, Coach Beckwith. Heading north now. The Capital. We find ourselves in the Capital Conference and getting a chance now to talk to the head coach of the Columbus Cardinals in his first year. It is Calvin Zenz. And first of all, Coach, what's the transition been like to go from offensive coordinator to head coach? The transition hasn't really been that uh, that difficult for us. Um, I've been I've been running like the strength and conditioning and off season program for the last. Uh, four years, so nothing really changed there. I see all these kids in class every day. Um, you know, I've coached the offense, so nothing's changed with that. Uh, so, uh, really, I mean, like I've always joked and said, the only real thing that's changed is I have a lot more paperwork to do. Um, other than that, um, it's pretty much uh, business as usual for us. So last year you go eleven and one. You guys beat Lodi. You get to the state quarterfinals. Uh, you know what was the impact of that senior group you had last year? Because there were a lot of top players coming out of that squad. I think the, the biggest impact that that group had is they they were very talented, but they also they worked extremely hard. And I think our our younger guys see that, and they've been they've been working their butts off to to make sure that we continue to be that good. So, I mean, I think that's the number one impression that they've left on, on our program. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So, I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? 
where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Um, how, how hard that they worked to get to be that successful. Coach Zenz, do you have any nerves for your first ever game as a head coach? Um, just worry taking it one day at a time. Um, I'm sure that there might be a little bit, but you know, once once we get going and start calling plays, it just becomes uh, it just becomes another game. So uh, none right now, at least. <laughs> Coach Kelvin Zenz right there. By the way, that interview, we did that earlier in the week. That full interview is available at TheBig1070.com. Go to High School Sports, and there's a full interview there with Kelvin Zenz. But with that being said, we also had a chance to talk an extended interview in our next segment here. The Madison area. We head to the Rock Valley, and we'll replay a little bit more of this interview coming up in our spotlight segment, and that is on WFCA Hall of Fame coach Ron Grovstein, who I talked to for a good 15 minutes. The full interview, by the way, available at TheBig1070.com. But I got to talk to him at length, and one of the questions I asked him is about coaching his grandson, Zach Milkey, at quarterback, now a fourth-year varsity starter. I asked Coach about what it's like to be able to coach his grandson. Well, it's a thrill <laughs> to be able to do uh, to do this. And I coached my my son in high school when he was in high school. I coached uh, my daughter too; she was in track. So it's a it's a great thrill. It's a, it's a thrill for for me to to have an, uh, a chance to see how he's developing as a student athlete, and and he certainly uh, you know. He, we're looking forward to a, another good year with with his uh, teammates, but uh, you know it's uh, it's a great opportunity for me. We'll have more with Coach Grovestein of Evansville, Albany, in our prep spotlight segment to close out the show. Coming up next, Travis Wilson of Wisports.net breaks down the statewide games. You're listening to the Prep Report, powered by Lennox of Madison and Grant Signs. Let's go statewide with Wisports.net on the Prep Report, presented by Grant Signs and Linux of Madison. Welcome back to the Prep Report. I'm Jimmy Kuska, and I am joined right now by Travis Wilson of Wisports.net, and you can find a lot of information on what you need to gear up for the 2017-18 high school sports seasons at Wisports.net. It's not all about football, although that's kind of what we're featuring today since, well, kickoff here is in just a couple of days. Travis, first of all, thank you for joining me. Uh, You know, we look at Wisports.net, and if I go to the front page, I see a ton of features, a lot of previews, a lot of things to look at. Uh, Tell us a little bit about uh, some of the things you guys have been working on here in the offseason. Well, just like uh, the players and the coaches, the preseason is a real busy time for us at Wisports.net as we get geared up for all of the action, uh, getting in all of the kind of basic stuff, the schedules and the rosters and, and things of that nature uh, coming in. Um, you know, it takes a while to get all of that put together. And then just the, uh, like you said, the preseason content. Um, we do conference previews for every conference in the state, so that's 50-some-odd uh, previews there. We also, uh, in July... Got heavy into our player rankings uh, on uh, sports.net where we do a top 15 at each position, a top 50 overall. Uh, we also have our preseason watch list uh, out for our senior football awards. So all kinds of content uh, going on at sports.net. In fact, since uh, about the, the beginning of August, 
we have published uh, right around uh, 50 um, football articles alone on Wisports.net. So it's a busy time of the year for sure, but it's a good time as well as we finally, uh, this week, uh, starting tomorrow on Thursday, there's already a few games, get to the actual action, and then it's a sprint to the finish. As our buddy uh, Mike Pilch likes to say, it's the fastest nine weeks of the, of the year, that uh, regular season in high school football. It just flies by only nine weeks, only nine games, but we finally get at it uh, this week. Definitely. In the area, I think some of there's some games going on tomorrow. I know Belleville's hosting a, a game tomorrow, and then things begin in earnest on Friday. Travis, uh, other features, too, that you do during the season, not just the preseason work, which you have, as you said, you have dozens of articles up with conference previews, uh, player watch list, player rankings, but also there's regular features during the week. So if people are looking for week-by-week previews, you guys have that, too. Yeah, and really, uh, if you're a High school sports fan of any kind, Wisports.net should be a daily destination, of course. During the week, uh, once the season gets started, we'll have content, new content every day. Uh, on Mondays, we'll have kind of a recap of what happened the week before. We'll have our prep props, which um, highlights the top individual performances from the, uh, from the previous games in high school football. Um, we'll also have our player of the week and team of the week polls that will be out, um, the only statewide uh, polls for that. On Tuesdays, we'll have our football coaches poll, which again is the only statewide football coaches poll that you'll find in the state of Wisconsin. All kinds of content coming throughout the week, including a weekly preview. We're doing a spotlight uh, eight-man feature every week this year, once again, which uh, got pretty good um, interest last year. Of course, the eight-man game just continues to grow. Added about eight more teams this year to the eight-man side. uh, Just over 30 teams total. Um, and then, of course, Friday nights, you can find all of the scores and results right on Wisports.net. And, and speaking of that, of course, make sure that you follow us on uh, on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at TravisWSN. You can follow our scores account at FootballWSN, and that will auto-tweet final scores for every game in the state as soon as they're entered into our system. And uh, you can keep up on all the latest action right there on Friday nights. And also, Travis, you ho- you co-host Football Friday Night, and uh, that'll be a lot of fun this year. Just a j- just a way to, to to be there in real time, getting updates and real time analysis of all the games going on. We aired, of course, here on the Big Ten Seventy after well, pretty much whenever I shut up in the post game, right? But uh, <laughs> you get to come on at night uh, across the state and offer some real time analysis, and also dive into some of the uh, the current news and issues of the day in high school football. Yeah, a great opportunity for us to, to spread the love of high school football. Um, really uh, big thanks to Tim Scott and also the folks at Learfield. Uh, you know, when I first started doing the show almost 10 years ago now, uh, we were just doing uh, just the Madison area. It was just kind of a post-game show for the Madison games and slowly expanded from there to this year where once again we'll be broadcast around the state on the Wisconsin Radio Network in Learfield. And uh, again, Tim Scott, a big driver of that. So, um you know, wherever you are, if you're driving back from a game, turn on the radio. Uh, you can find it on the iHeartMedia app, of course, and uh, listen to all that's going on. Uh, we get, like you said, reaction from all the big games, if there was any big upsets, any big performances that, uh, that went on out there, and then talk to uh, five or six coaches throughout the night. Just a nice way to wrap everything up on Friday night. Travis, it's week one, and there's a lot of things to talk about in high school athletics. I think I want to stick, though, on the football theme and just talk a little bit about maybe some of the rule changes or emphasis for this season as uh, we get ready for the 2017 football season. There's a column at Wisports.net that dives into these issues, and football will see a few changes coming up this year, right? 
They will. Uh, there's, of course, rules changes and, and tweaks every year. And uh, we're fortunate enough to have uh, B.J. Lagaki write a special column for us that kind of highlights the rules, breaks down what they, what they mean, what, they're, you know, what the implementation is going to be. He's been a, a master football official for a number of years, repped state championship games, etc. Um, there's uh, about six or eight rule changes this year, but the, a couple that are really going to be um, you know, for, uh, forefront for fans as they watch the games on Friday nights. Uh, first of all, base guarding is no longer considered pass interference. That's always been a confusing one because it's been a difference between the high school rule and what the rule is at college in the NFL. So if you're a defender and you're playing pass defense against somebody and you don't turn around, you just stick your arms up, that used to be a penalty. Now it is not. Now if you still make contact with the offensive player, that's still a penalty. But if you don't make contact, you just put your hands up and you don't turn around and look at the ball, that is no longer a penalty. So I don't want to hear anybody yelling from the stands for face guarding. <laughs> um, then the other big one is uh, they've, they've expanded the rules on um, targeting and blindside blocks to, uh, to, to really try to decrease injury situations. Um, it's going to be a very uh, difficult one to officiate for officials. It's going to be one that's difficult for players to adjust to, to, to be quite honest with you. It's going to be difficult for coaches and fans to adjust to. But I, I think it's a big step in the right direction in terms of injury prevention. Um, essentially what it does, it expands the, uh, the blindside block rule to where if you're a, uh, an offensive player, uh, because of the physical positioning and focus of concentration, uh, a defender is vulnerable to injury, you can no longer just nail them. Um, like you used to. And where we see it a lot is on long runs on offense, on interception returns, on punt and kick returns, where you know it used to be if your head wasn't on a swivel, uh, somebody blocked you from the front, they had their head in front, and just decleated you, uh, that, you know, that, was, that was legal, but it was a very dangerous play. I can't, I can't tell you how many times I saw guys get decleated like that, and they would injure a shoulder from, from landing hard or a hip, uh, getting me taken out. Um, there's a significant issue with the uh, possibility of concussions in that instance. So it's going to be a big-time change for those players. Uh, you know, you've got to kind of pull back in those situations. Um, so some intricacies to that rule that, again, um, I can very easily see coaches being upset about a, a penalty call, fans being upset about a penalty call. But I think uh, in, in the uh, context of injury prevention, it's absolutely a step in the right direction. Travis Wilson of Wisports.net joining me here on the Prep Report. Travis, the uh, the safety issue is a big one in football, and when we talk about diving into the issues of high school sports, I think one of them that has been, I, I guess, a recurring theme the last several weeks as the NFL's preseason has come along, and there's been all kinds of articles that come out. I know that you and I kind of stand on the same side of the fence on the issue as it relates to concussions and football, but again, we, we keep coming back to the, the, the services that Wisports that it offers. You guys have have some links up and some articles written about safety in the sport and a lot of research done on the safety of high school sports and high school athletics in general. Can you just touch on that just a little bit here? Yeah, you know, let's let's not uh, kid ourselves. There are uh, inherent risks associated with injury uh, with any sport of any kind and especially a contact sport like football. Um, football does have a uh, slightly higher 
overall injury incidents than, than most other sports. Um, but with the, uh, the huge focus on concussions and the uh, huge media storm uh, regarding concussions in the NFL from the past few years, you know, it really has uh, put a damper on, on football in some respects. And, and there's people that, you know, will not let their kids play football, and, and I understand it. But certainly you, you also have to understand all of the risks, risks involved um, and, and also understand the steps that have been taken to improve the safety of the game overall, whether it's equipment, whether it's rules like we were just discussing, whether it's emphasis, whether it's teaching techniques, uh, things like that, that uh, the WFCA, the, the Football Coaches Association, the WIA, the NFHS, who administers rules for, for football, all have taken steps to make the game safer. And, you know, it's really as safe in, as it's ever been. Um, certainly uh, parents and, and players need to be uh, understanding of the risks involved. But, uh, you know, my, my personal opinion as a high school football player, as somebody that uh, has a child that's uh, playing youth football now, I, I think the, the rewards of being involved in high school football and in football in general outweigh the, the risks. Um, but uh, it is uh, certainly a big issue. Um, you know, the CTE study that came out a few weeks ago involving the NFL really shocked a lot of people. Um, you know, there were some, some things with that that, that maybe look at, make it look worse than it, than it was. Uh, but there's also studies and research that indicates that, you know what, um, yes, football can, uh, can be a, a dangerous sport in terms of injury, but it's not any more dangerous than other sports. There's also studies that have come out that show that uh, it's actually a Wisconsin-based study that show that players back from the 50s and 60s uh, today don't show any more incidents of depression, of uh, uh, brain injuries, things like that, than uh, anybody else, uh, a, a control group. So there, there are other studies and other research out there than what just gets the, the big headlines. Um, but again, uh, you know, everybody's got to understand the risks involved and decide if it's right for them. Travis, last uh, last thing before we wrap up here, and that's just kind of a look at the state and taking a look uh, around the area. It's uh, you know, week one offers a lot of uh, juicy matches across the state uh, for for some conferences. You know, close conferences like the Big Eight and the Rock Valley. We're already kicking off conference seasons here in week number one. But uh, when we take a look at the state, um, stealing a little bit of thunder from your weekly articles that you have, and I know that you're working on, but what are some of the games that highlight week one around the state? Well, my game of the week this week, uh, which the, the poll on that is up on Wisports.net, just put it up uh, earlier today. Uh, my game of the week in the state of Wisconsin is Kimberly at Fond du Lac. And of course, uh, most people know, uh, you know what's been going on with Kimberly the last few years, four straight state titles, a 56-game winning streak, uh, which is the longest in state history and the longest active winning streak in the entire country. But it almost came to an end last year in the playoffs against Fond du Lac in Level 3. Fond du Lac led at halftime. They led uh, 32-29 in the, uh, in the closing minutes of that game before Kimberly came back and, and won in the, the last uh, minute and a half or so. Uh, and two teams that are picked to win their divisions of the Valley Football Association. Um, and so just going to be an excellent game and a very real possibility that that lengthy, lengthy winning streak for Kimberly could come to an end right here in the first game of the 2017 season. So that's my game of the week on with sports. Some other ones to keep an eye on. Uh, you get some nice, uh, real nice non-conference games, of course, early in the season where you can kind of pick your, uh, you pick your opponent 
if you will. Stanley Boyd travels to Stratford, a couple powerhouse uh, small school programs over there. Um, excuse me, big school games. How about Arrowhead and Marquette, two of the top programs in the state, uh, meeting up over in the Milwaukee area. Uh, here in Madison, like you said, the Big Eight gets underway, and uh, a nice one there is Madison Memorial, looking to get a, a bounce-back season at Middleton. Uh, Middleton, as I think you've talked about and will talk about, really decimated by injuries here in the early going. I think they've got five starters that are going to miss, five projected starters that are going to miss at least half of the year. Uh, so they're really struggling there. Um, you know, I always kind of like some of these games where teams travel outside of their normal area to uh, play a game. So how about Hudson going all the way over to Kenosha to take on Indian Trail in a non-conference game on Friday? Uh, that's probably, what, a four-, five-hour drive, something like that's that. That's a long drive. Uh, long drive, yep. Uh, and right here in Madison area as well, a big game in the Rock Valley, Bigfoot and Broadhead Judah, a couple uh, longtime rivals there. Uh, get at it right away, and then the defending co-champions in the Rock Valley, Clinton and Evansville-Albany, they meet up right here in week one with uh, kind of early control of the Rock Valley on the line. There's a lot going on in week number one, Travis, and uh, we know we have all the previews and all the breakdowns for it at Wisports.net. Of course, our game of the week will be at Middleton for Madison Memorial at Middleton. Uh, that's where we'll be. Our game of the week over on 920, for those of you listening uh, on iHeartRadio, is that uh, Marquette Arrowhead game that you had mentioned. Travis, great to talk to you. As always, we'll talk to you again next week, and we'll hear from you Friday night on Football Friday Night right here on the Big 1070. Sounds good. Thanks, Jimmy. Travis Wilson of Wisports.net. We'll be back right after this on the Prep Report on the Big 1070. This is the Prep Report, presented by Grant Signs and Linux of Madison on the Big 1070. 1070 AM and 100.9 FM. Again, I'm Jimmy Kuska, and in our Prep Spotlight, as we talked a little bit earlier, you heard a little bit from Ron Grovestein. We had about a 15-minute conversation with Coach Grovestein, and you can find the rest of that interview at TheBig1070.com. But wanted to share a couple of things. First on what it's going to be like for that team to face Clinton right away, and what it's going to be like playing in the tough Rock Valley. <laughs> you better be ready. Preparation is the key for for every team, and Clinton's going to be a super team. Uh, we get them at home, but uh, again, they're they're very talented, and they're coming off of, from a great season. And the next game is Jefferson, and they're they're always uh, loaded, and they're going to have a fine team. And and then uh, the next game is uh, Turner, so. Our, our first three opponents are very, very good, and uh, we're going to have to be ready for all of them. So, uh, in the Rock Valley, you know, uh, it's just getting uh, each year the Rock Valley is getting better and better. So, it's going to be a tough season. Coach, you played a ton of sports uh, when you you were an athlete. You coach a lot of sports. So, why do you believe in athletes being a part of multiple sports? Well, I think it's uh, you got to be patient. You know, I and when I was in high school, I played all three sports, and I I, I had a passion to play uh, all three in in college too. I I found a school that I could go to to play all three, and and uh, with with that passion, it just leads to uh, developing uh, players that uh, want to play uh, the right way, and uh, I, I know I coach here in Evansville track and and basketball uh, 
right now I'm still in basketball, but uh, I, I like baseball. I, I got my grandsons and my granddaughters playing uh, softball, so it's uh, it's a good feeling, and it's a good feeling to see how our student athletes can develop as students and, and players. And coach, you've been an official, you've been an advocate for youth sports, you've obviously been a coach for a long time, now your 37th year as the head coach at Evansville, Albany, and uh, closing in on a half century of coaching overall. Do you ever take time to just kind of look back on everything that you've accomplished? Well, it's a team effort. I have a great coaching staff, and and uh, they work very hard, and the biggest thing is to get uh, is to get your players out for, for uh, every year for football, and and try to get a good nucleus, and from there you build your team. And and uh, from from our coaching staff, they put a lot of hours in. It's like any other staff, and and uh, without them, uh, you know, I I couldn't do my job the right way. What's it like to coach in a stadium that's actually named after you? Uh, it's a it, it just happened. I'm, I'm uh, it's unbelievable that it happened. Uh, the past few years, I can't remember when it took place, but uh, it's it just was an unbelievable feeling. And uh, but you know, it's something that I'm very proud of of our teams that went through Evansville here and, and Albany. So it's a great, great privilege to have that stadium named that way. Again, that's Coach Ron Grovestein of Evansville, Albany, the WFCA Hall of Fame coach. The full interview available on our Prep Report iHeartRadio channel, also at TheBig1070.com. Look for high school sports or TheBig1070.com slash Jimmy. Well, this has been a football-heavy show. We dive into other sports next week. But before we get there, every team in the area, every conference in the area, full previews written up at TheBig1070.com. Make sure you check those out and download those. A couple more coming your way tomorrow. And our Friday night Madison Taxi High School Game of the Week has Madison Memorial at Middleton here at this Friday at 645 right here on The Big 1070 with myself and Mike Stassi. This has been the Prep Report powered by Linux of Madison and Grant Signs. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.